welcome back to another episode of Kate and Isaiah Living Large. I'm Isaiah. And I'm Kate. And on this week's episode, we are going to talk about fat phobia and healthcare. Um, but first, we are one week out as of the drop of this. Actually, we're not even a week out. We're like three days out when people will see this. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Like we're we're destroying the illusion of us being a live show. It's never been live. <laughs> but you can see us live and in person at the Port City Beer Run That's 2023 right. edition. That's right. Coming up Saturday. Oh my goodness. June 3rd. June 3rd. This yeah, it'll be when this comes out, it will be the, it'll be that Saturday. And we're making assumptions that people watch us the minute we drop every yeah. episode. Well, when this comes out, it will be yeah. yeah. Uh, that's super, that's going to be super exciting. You, if you're listening like on the Wednesday or Thursday, hi Melvin, hi Katie, I know you too, and Sarah. <laughs> uh, you still have time to sign up. I don't think you'll have time Saturday morning to sign up, but hey, maybe you will. <laughs> so you can definitely. So we'll be definitely getting there, and we are getting ready to launch. So as you know, me and uh, my wife are very into the SBCA. We we do a bunch with them. Uh, and we're getting to launch our second year, uh, of our pup pub. Ooh. So I'm super excited for that. So for those of you who have never experienced it or don't know what we do is we go to a brewery, uh, one around the city or in the general area. Um, and it's $5 cover. The cover goes towards, uh, the SPCA. Uh, we do 50 fifties, uh, and, it's a good time. You bring your dog. We always go to the dog-friendly ones, so everyone tries to bring their dogs. Lots of people bring their dogs that they've adopted before, which is awesome to see those dogs. Um, and so this one, this month, it'll be, well, June will be June 11th. We're going to be at Foghorn, and we do one every month through, through to September. So That's amazing, Isaiah. That sounds like a great event. Yeah, super excited for that as well. We've got a bunch of other SPCA events coming up in June, so... I'm going to be excited to talk about those later on. Yeah, that have, sounds great. Do you have anything coming up in June since we're on the cusp of June? I do. I mean, through my job, we're support, uh, I work at CAA and we're supporting Ellen's Ride in Sussex on Saturday the 10th. And then uh, the PJ Walk for Ronald McDonald House on the 11th, which is happening in multiple cities. So that's kind of a, I mean, those are just positive events to follow and check out. Um, I just happen to be part of an organization that supported him that's, and that's I'm pretty awesome. excited about that and other things. I can't think of anything right off the top of my head for <laughs> June. I'm sure there's more. There's, there's probably a whole bunch and I'm sure we will talk about a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Uh, Cause like I said, we have a bunch of SBCA stuff that's coming up in June that we can't quite talk about yet. Ooh. Um, and then hopefully will you tell me, <laughs> just we, we'll talk about that off, off camera maybe uh, yeah. um, and then hopefully in like a couple weeks I'll be able to announce all of the locations for our pup pubs because we do one one once a month starting in June and then ending in September so that's awesome maybe we'll be able to talk about all of them I mean based on your handle uh, Maritime Brews I suspect this is an interest of yours it's, uh, just a little bit yeah yeah we, we started it last year which was awesome uh, we decide to combine my love of beer and our love of the SPCA and all they do. That's um, awesome. To try and hopefully get some extra funding with for them 
and as well as we uh, have pictures of all the dogs that are adoptable at a time with little splurbs of them. So that sounds really amazing. And then of course it's beer and dogs on a Sunday morning. So who doesn't want to do that? Well, exactly. Exactly. That's the kind of religion I can get behind. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so let's jump into our talk topic, fat phobia and healthcare. Um, you really wanted to talk about this because you were talking about it. you've recently had experiences with it. Yeah, and not in the way you'd think, not in the way that it's kind of, I'm building it up to be. I haven't told Isaiah this yet. You like We like the reactions to be live <laughs> and on camera for the shock factor. <laughs> yeah. No, um, as I've spoken about many times before, I've carried a lot of weight for a long time. And at my height of fat, <laughs> I clocked in around 445 pounds, as I've spoken about on this episode before. But what I haven't talked about is some of the treatments, medical treatments that I've tried in the past, even in the last year and a half or so. Um, when we had Amanda on, she talked about a lot of the things yeah. that she'd been through and she's, holy she smoke, she has lot. tried a lot of things. Yeah. And, and I really appreciate that she came on and like, was willing to talk about that stuff. hundred percent. It was great. And again, if anybody else wants to have a guest spot, we're open. Um, I mean, if you're cool. <laughs> <laughs> um you're not a weeb like Isaiah talked about oh, last yeah. week. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm going to start my own podcast. Talk about <laughs> weeb stuff. Okay. Have fun with your two viewers. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Um, I'm being punished. Karma's taking my microphone right. away. The microphone is running away. Um, yeah. So some of the things that I've tried in the past beyond diet and exercise, diet and exercise, diet and exercise is I tried, you know, the hit ha happening drug of choice right now ozempic okay um about a year and a bit ago and my doctor said i should try it out and i was willing to try anything at this point and it's really fun in that you have to give yourself a needle in the stomach once a week that's not so fun no it's not, it, i mean you get used to it like you do anything else and I'm and terrified of needles so like the thought of having to stab myself with a needle I'll tell you, the first time I did it, I was at mom and dad's house. So I was staying there briefly. And uh, it actually was kind of funny because I was working from home that day or working from mom and dad's house. And mom has studied uh, to be a lab assistant in the past. And my sister's a lab tech. I mean, the needle doesn't go in your veins. But she's a person who's familiar with needles. And, uh, and so that was fine. I was like, okay. So I kind of did followed all the instructions, watched the YouTube video on how to do it. And it is really simple and had, and you have to stab yourself right in the stomach. So I'm there. It took me like 45 minutes to even get close to putting that needle near me. And then I was like, mom, can you do it for me? So I handed her the needle and then she got this look in her eyes. I was like, no, you look too happy about stabbing me in the stomach. You're going to give me that back right now. Anyway, it took me a full hour. I was like, I have a meeting. I have to get this done. And it was completely fine. Stings for a second, but not even really. It barely notices. It's a very short needle. It's fine. But there are some side effects with Ozempic. And there's a lot of, like, make you feel not great and all kinds of stuff. But one side effect I didn't know about, I found, well, I will say, I tried it and upped it to the max dose 
So I tried it for a few months and I found that I didn't lose any weight. And then when I read more and more about it, the weight loss kind of is averages about 20 pounds a year or something. Okay. It's not, there is no miracle drug. There's no miracle of anything, but you know, whatever I was willing to try because why not try anything? And I will say, I think it probably would have been different too if I was also like heavy hitting on the diet and exercise at the same time. If these things had lined up, that probably would have made a difference. But as I have demonstrated, the diet and exercise has been making a difference without it. Um, So that's fine on the Zempic, but I felt miserable all the time. And I was like, not losing any weight. So I called the doc and I was like, this isn't really working for me. It's very expensive. I mean, I have coverage, so it would have been fine. But I don't. I, I, I like to come off of it. And she said, sure, no problem. Stop taking it. Neat. Then I gained like 50 pounds. And I never correlated those two things until relatively recently because I was like, my lifestyle hadn't changed otherwise. So I couldn't figure out why I'd had like a pretty significant weight gain really quickly within a couple of months. Because your body got used to whatever the extra drug it was taking. Right. And so when you took that away but didn't change anything, you push yourself exactly and then so that's the 50 pounds that i've taken off this year and we're all kind of square away again but at the same time we talked about plateaus last week and i feel like in the last couple of months i've definitely hit like about a five pound range and i still have quite a lot of weight that i would like to lose which brings me after this long-winded explanation (laughs) i feel like i'm doing a soliloquy call me hamlet um uh, I went to the doctor this week okay, and to check in on my blood pressure, which is high, but stable. So good. Got another year worth of prescriptions. Mm. And yeah, so I had my blood pressure to check and I said, I wanted to tell her about the Ozempic and the weight gain. I said, yeah. So I gained some weight back and she's like yeah i forgot to tell you that you'll gain any weight back i was like no this was additional weight this was new this was new (laughs) and she's oh that's not good and then she asked me a question okay have you thought about bariatric do you want me to put you on the list to talk to the bariatric surgeon you know what bariatric surgery is i don't okay it's it's a where you know they take the fat out of your stomach and they cut your stomach and it's like a pretty significant surgery um uh yeah it's pretty significant they yeah. just remove a bunch of fat. <laughs> I don't know much more about it than that. <laughs> but people do it and they and then they remove part of your stomach. Like Okay. It, it's it's a very significant thing. And she said the wait list to get into the doctor is about a year. That's crazy. Okay. It is. And I've always been for me anti surgery. Okay. Cause in my own head, I have felt like this is a mistake or a thing of my own and I should be able to fix it myself. I can understand where you're coming from that, but I think we all make mistakes and whether it be that we've put on a bunch of pant weight, we started smoking, we whatever, sometimes you need that extra something to help you move through. So I don't see it as being something wrong. Now I know for each individual person, it's definitely a, different and what you need to do to need to do but i don't see anything morally wrong with oh, doing no. it it's not a moral thing and also there's a fear of surgery and risk associated with that, surgery as well one. and sure. but what my doctor said next was 
so wonderful for anybody who's battled obesity. There's one thing to like have an extra 20 pounds that you play with back and forth. And that's one thing. And that's, you know, a lifestyle choice that you're carrying that extra weight or you struggle with in some cases, in some cases it's not, I'm not belittling anyone. For me, I have clinical obesity. It's something that I'm significantly overweight. I meet all the medical parameters to qualify for, you know, that diagnosis. And this is what my doctor said. She's young doctor, uh, really, really excellent. I'm so impressed with her. Every appointment I've had, she's incredible. But what she said was, we are treating a disease. Obesity for a long time in medicine was treated like a lifestyle choice. Right. And I can tell you stories about how I have been <laughs> treated like that, but we've treated it like a lifestyle choice. Like this person is choosing to be overweight. What we have determined over time that through physical, through genetics and through mental health, depending on what combination of those factors of factors are, it is a clinical diagnosis. And now we're treating it as such. So we are gone. We're exhausting. You meet every criteria to meet with the surgeon and you don't have to do it. That's entirely your choice. But with a year waiting list, why not get on the list and get spoken to, but to be told essentially that, the way I am wasn't my fault. Yeah. When for my entire life I felt like it was, yeah. it was like almost a mind, a life changing moment. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Cause I know we've talked about, and I'm sure we both had the same experience sort of experiences, although uh, being a male, it's a little bit less than female um, where, you know, you go in and you're just like this, I'm in pain. And the doctors are like, well, yeah, cause you're overweight. Instead of just like, well, maybe I have another diagnosis than just being overweight. Sure, that's a maybe a factor, but there's definitely more to it than just that. Yeah. Right. Well, I, and I had a a very I, my previous doctor who had retired was also amazing and treated me very well and took me seriously whenever I went in with anything. And we would talk about diet, talk about weight, and she'd encourage me to diet and exercise and all those things to try to get the weight down. Like, there's I have no issue with my primary caregiver ever but I did have an experience when I was at it was before my last weight loss thing I had an appointment with an OBGYN the gynecologist because I had to go to the hospital to have a regular woman exam done because I couldn't get it done in the doctor's office and um so that was fine and he weighed me while I was there and then tell told oh my doctor told me that I had had abnormal cells And so I was there for like a follow-up with him and yeah, getting on the scale was awful because it was the first time I had ever known that I'd clocked in over 400 pounds. And this doctor told me, he said, instead of talking to me about potential diagnosis and treatment and things like that, I mean, there was some of that. I said, mentioned something about, oh, should I have a hysterectomy? And he said, nobody's going to want to do surgery on you do you realize that you're 200 pounds overweight? And I was like, well, yes, I do. <laughs> but, which was fine. Like, that's medically important for him to point out. But then what he said was, do you know what a pound of butter looks like? Right. You've talked about that. Yeah. Yeah, that would be, yeah, that's terrible. Like, that's... Well, And it was. And, and like, I don't think it, he intended it to be as terrible as it was. But, like, most people know that you don't have to tell a fat person that they're fat. Right. No, 100%. No, we, we, we know. We we understand. We, we look in the mirror. We 
We have fought it a lot of our lives. <laughs> but to be told that it wasn't all my fault? Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah. And I think medically we definitely have come a long way. Like again, not an expert at all. <laughs> no. But like it, it even just bedside manner it means a lot more yeah. now and like how you treat your patient means a lot more now than what I think it, old school doctors were just like treat the thing and get it through. And not all doctors. No. Like everybody like I've had amazing care in my life and and really that's always a one instant. I know other people have had different experiences but this there is a there is a bit of a fat phobia as a, noted in <laughs> in the front of the episode in the world. Yes. Like beyond yeah. medical care as well. Like there's something people do look at you differently and treat yeah. you differently and I I mean I've major hang-ups about eating in public. Yeah, sometimes like definitely there's there's times where you have to you think about what you're eating and think about what people are looking around. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the the video recently of the the lady walking in the airplane. Have you seen that? I yet? haven't. So there's a, a thing going on right now where there's a talking about making airplane airplane that middle aisle wider. Um, and it's specifically because a bigger lady was walking down the aisle and just couldn't get through because the aisle was so skinny. And so it's a, it's a big topic right now going on. Well, you know, and an airplane, and we've talked about travel before. Yeah, I can totally see how if someone my size, or heck, even your yeah. size, is walking down the aisle and you're sitting in your tiny little uncomfortable airplane seat, I can see in the in-your-head reaction being like, oh, I hope they're not sitting next to me. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, I totally get that. Because, honestly, nobody finds traveling in an airplane comfortable. Right. No, that definitely, that's a whole big thing. We talk again, we talked about traveling before. Right. right? Um, and then of course, like even going into like a restaurant, especially when we're talking about going into like walking into a McDonald's or a Burger King, that's like, you know, it's stereotypical and you kind of, the, sometimes it's the back of your head that I'm going into this place and that people are judging me. me. They're looking at me and looking, saying things in their own head, like, look at that fat cow, like, she needs this McDonald's. Right. The truth is, nobody needs McDonald's. <laughs> Every yeah. once in a while, yeah. treat yourself. Life's about moderation. Cool. No judgment. I, I don't care. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But, but I, and it's one thing, somebody could say, that's all in your head. Nobody's thinking that. But I guarantee oh, people, people are. definitely. Because people have said it. <laughs> uh, not in that particular scenario. Although I have kind of a funny story because why wouldn't I? Well, why not? A friend of mine and I were both, we both carry some weight. We were working together at the time and we ended up for lunch and we decided we were both having kind of a bad day. And we decided to get like a really trashy lunch and then shame eat it in the car. <laughs> shame eating in the and so we went through the McDonald's drive-thru and got like burger and fries and the additional McFlurry. And we're both like sitting in the car eating. <laughs> Raccooning it. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, and then doesn't like a pretty handsome sales guy who we worked with at the time, like tap on our window, like, hey girls. And we're like, why are you here? <laughs> Get away. What a shame eat in the car. And we were both so mortified that I think we both started health plans <laughs> like within a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's definitely sometimes that that shame eating. I'm I 
want to eat this thing because it tastes good, but it's not good for me. And I'm just going to go and squirrel away and eat it by myself. And if you're listening to this episode thinking, well, if you're shaming eating McDonald's too often, no wonder you're clinically obese. I don't do that for that. <laughs> and I have like compared what I've eaten to other people that I've been near who don't struggle with weight. And it just in my head, I'm like, why is this fair? Right. <laughs> this just yeah, isn't yeah. fair. Yeah. Some people can just like their metabolism is just like crazy. You can just eat all the things they want and everything and yeah. don't have to worry about it. And they're like, why? Why are you still so skinny? I just looked at a cheap piece of cheesecake and I gained five pounds. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, there's definitely some stuff on the other side. Right. And I think we won't mention names, but I'm sure there's people that we know that struggle with. The opposite side of things that yeah, are skinny. Absolutely. And, and this is the thing where it's just not okay to judge people. Right. No, like, exactly. And and fat or thin doesn't mean healthy. No, right? Which is what's so great about what my doctor said to me the other day. Yeah, and that that's it's fantastic. I think that's definitely a great way to approach it is like even though it is it's a clinical issue, right? And especially in the world we live in, it's they're not like Healthy food is not approachable when it comes. It that's not the word I'm thinking. Want to say approach? It is approachable in the sense of getting it, but in it's cheaper to go to a McDonald's and get a meal, especially for like a family of four. It's cheaper to go to a McDonald's and then to like try and eat healthy. And well, there's a lot. There's a lack of education too. Like there's a whole lot of things that come into play, and it's not cheaper anymore to go to McDonald's like yeah, as it once was. Yeah, it's not as. It's uh um, but it is cheaper to buy a bunch of craft dinner than it is to create healthy meals with vegetables and things like that. Um, unless you are like key, unless you know what you're doing, and what happens. I mean, this is an entirely other conversation, <laughs> but there's like a whole discussion around obesity and health uh, that accompanies poverty. Um, right. And thankfully that's not what we're dealing with yeah. here. Like yeah, this I is mean, not we, the same we, scenario. We can but... afford the, the setup to record and podcast. And right. Also, it, so we're it, obviously we're not com- in that same boat. No, we're but... coming from a place of privilege, but there is a, uh, like that is actually a major contributor to lower income neighborhoods and healthy living and healthy eating. And if they can afford food at all, it's often easier to easier and cheaper to get, uh, you know, lots of things, uh, canned goods and craft dinner and things like that. Things you can make out of a box, mm-hmm. fast food, like physically fast food, not like McDonald's fast, fast food. Mm-hmm. And not to knock McDonald's, like I don't, not that they're listening. I don't want them to sue it. Like they, they serve a purpose in society. Right. Um, and they do lots of, well, I mean, I shouldn't say lots of good things. They're a great they're, they're, capitalistic enterprise, but they, they do things they within do the things. capitalism regime. Yeah, yeah, but uh, you know, it is a very challenging thing when you don't know how to make a healthy meal. Yeah, and there are lots of people in that boat. Yeah, you know. like I'm lucky to have been raised in a place where my mom knows how to cook very well and cooks very healthy. Fully, a lot. I mean, and I've learned. I've taken, I, despite what you may think, mom and dad, I do know how to cook sometimes. <laughs> I don't always just land on your door. <laughs> yeah, and I mean that the so that that kind of goes with the with poverty and stuff, right? Is and the lack of that education of what you can make with food and stuff, and and not even just poverty. Lots of us just yeah don't know how to cook and clean, do all that fun stuff. Um, and like, or 
in my case, I can cook. I know how to cook. Sometimes I just don't like making the decision on what to cook. It's That's really the hard. hard part. And that, yeah, that, once you can afford it, that is like, making choices and cooking for one, which you do not have to do, but no. cooking for one and then doing the dishes and all of that stuff, none of it's easy. But it's the thing that, you know, I recognize that when I'm not doing that, it's, it's a contributor. A like, if I'm being honest with you and me and all of us, <laughs> that is a thing. Like, cooking at home is better than eating out. Yeah, for sure. Um, going back to the topic on hand. Yeah. Um, what are the, me and my wife were talking a while back about healthcare and medications, um, specifically around body weight. And there, something she had brought up is... Uh, more has to do with plan B. She talked about, we talked about, but other medications, sometimes they don't, people don't factor in that weight is a contributor to, to how much you're supposed to take plan B. For instance, it's based off of weight and people think, Hey, I got to take one pill. And it's actually more depending on your weight. You might have to take more than one pill, things like that. I've I've never been yeah I have ne that's never factored in for me but I even wonder like and I, uh, I I've never taken Plan B so I, it's not it's not. <laughs> it's not something that I've ever really thought about but I'm why even makes I because when she mentioned that a few weeks ago I started thinking about I wonder if like a regular dose of Advil yeah Tylenol or Advil and and I don't know like yeah, things that like we're over the counter kind of medicines that we don't. We just, everyone thinks of one size fits all kind of medication. Right. That there might be a, there's definitely something to do with weight on those, right? Right. And I mean, I have read the label. the small print, the label on these things and they say adult ch child, but. What is, equates an adult to. Them. Well, I know what equates an adult well, to a child, but like I was adult size when I was 12. Right. Right. So that, yeah. So there's like medications that we don't think of when that have to do with our body weight that definitely can affect how we react to those things. Absolutely. No, that's a, it's really interesting. And then, I mean, healthcare is such a tricky thing because we're so lucky in Canada that we oh have goodness, so publicly lucky. funded healthcare that we can even have these discussions about having regular access right. to medicine yeah, and, right? like and things like that. There's like a, if you're listening from the U S or other places, that's not a real choice. That's not a real thing. And even I, even being able to just try Ozempic for a while, well, I have an excellent Blue Cross plan at my yeah, job, right. and I, I, mean, I, I will say this is absolutely coming from a place of privilege. Oh, for sure, like that's a hundred percent right. Is the the ability to think about what our medical is rather than have to worry about can we aff even afford to do the medical? Right. Whereas like, oh, I can't go to the doctor unless I'm bleeding out because that's the only... Right. It's going to ruin me. <laughs> it's going to yeah, ruin me financially. financially. Wow. I, yeah, I can't imagine what it would be like and that it's just, yeah. No, I am happy we live in Canada and have uh, socialized healthcare. Yeah. I mean, our healthcare isn't 100% the best, but... No. Uh, it definitely, we are getting there. We're doing better and... I, I'm glad, like you said, doctors are looking at obesity differently. Yeah, well, great. because if it was, I mean, the truth is people are fatter today than they ever were True. in the past. So if it was only diet and exercise, because the diet industry, which can be an entirely other topic, <laughs> has made more money in the last, what, 60, 70 years yeah. 
than it ever has in the past, but people are fatter than ever. Right. So there's something, there's some, I don't know if I have the answer, but I sure like to talk about it. High fructose, I can't even say the word High right fructose corn syrup. High fructose corn syrup. I saw that documentary. <laughs> yeah, that syrup stuff. Corn. Yeah. Corn is the problem. It's corn. It's got the juice. <laughs> oh, TikTok. That is, I think, that, I think that's the end. I think that that means we need to wrap it up. We're getting a little hysterical over here. <laughs> um, but we are, this will be posted on Wednesday, right before the run. So if you're listening before the run and you're joining us, we'll be excited to see you at the run. Otherwise, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, at Fat Caitlin on TikTok, at the Caitlin Dean on Twitter, Caitlin Dean on Facebook, and at Kated or Kate D on Instagram. What about you? Well, I am Maritime Brews everywhere, uh, <laughs> and as well, you can find us on fa- Facebook, uh, Kate and Isaiah Living Large. Um, and again, if you're listening on Spotify or thing, you can watch the video of us recording on YouTube. Uh, like and subscribe on YouTube. Uh, or wherever you listen to your podcast, you know, that'd be great. And again, comment, all that fun stuff. If you have experiences with healthcare, we would love to hear your experiences. And if you wish to be a guest at some point, please let us know. Yep. But other than that, we will either see you on Saturday. June 3rd. June 3rd. Or we'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs>